Hey guys, I'm Shelby. Hi, I'm Michael. And this is this week's Roachside Attraction, where I read y'all shit from the internet. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. Shit from the internet. Shit from the internet. stinky. Not literal shit. How do you even read shit? I don't think Are you trying to say it's like a form of divination where all hmm, the shit pile tells me you're gonna have a bad week? I mean, <laughs> not any more truthful than another god. Oh my god. So this week, um, I found this week's story on the No Sleep Reddit. The um, author is an obscurity notice. Oh, so okay. hopefully it goes a little bit better than I don't know, after last time. Last we'll times see. where I I was like, this sounds like Grendel from Beowulf. Have you read this or no? No. You have not read this. Okay, so this is, so maybe we'll be like one for one here. Maybe. One good, one bad. So again, unfortunately, because I haven't read this one, I can't give any like trigger content sure. warnings off the top. But I mean, here's okay. just kind of going off the title. The title is "My Father-in-Law is in prison for trying to kill me." Oh, okay. Now so, I know he was trying to be kind. So I'm sure we can assume that there's assault. Assault, <laughs> at the very least. Maybe some sexual things. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I weird. hope not. Let's hope not, because yeah, I'd, I'd rather not. Yeah. But, you know, that's part of the risk of going in blind, right? Yep. When I'm editing, I will take notes of where there could be potentially triggering content, and I will add them in the show notes. Oh, okay. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> One year ago, my father-in-law tried to murder me. He planned it beautifully. The trip up to the cabin in the hang woods... Hang on, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'm already going to stop you right there. Beautifully. It says in the title. Now I know he was trying to be kind. Beautifully. 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 I'm going to remember that term. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just based off the title. Based off the title alone, you want to take bets on what kind of story this is? I don't know. This has got monster vibes for me. Monster vibes? Like the person is like some kind of monster creature. Mm, so not a gremlin this time? <laughs> not a good not a, my fucking hospital room. Either that or maybe Golem, according to my grandma. Oh, right, right. Character yeah. reminded me of Golem. Golem. Sorry, grandma. Reminded me of Grendel from Beowulf. Oh, yeah. Like the movie where he walks in, he's all screaming. He's all, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We watched Close. that together when we were in high school. That's it. And I remember we went to go see it in 3D because I couldn't see for shit because the glasses didn't fit over like seeing glasses. Uh, at 3D the time. technology it still hasn't gotten any better, has it? Well, the glasses they have now fit over glasses. They're a little better, yeah. Or they even have they some. They still hurt my eyes, though. They have some where you can like clip them onto your glasses. Oh, for real? Or, yeah, they're crazy. Oh, They've come empty. a long way instead of me being like squints angrily yeah. at the <laughs> screen. <laughs> Terrible. Yes, moving on. The trip up to the cabin in the woods that his family owned. Pushing me into the dried up old well. Pickpocketing my phone. Left a gun within the well that gave me the option of killing myself instead of starving to death. Mm. His twisted version of mercy, I guess. Either way, he could have got away with it. He hadn't accounted for the lost dog, though. 
hadn't thought that a couple would come looking for a beloved pet who had raced off after a deer, that they would find me, half dead from starvation and dehydration, holding the gun, contemplating it seriously after nearly three days in the well, fully aware that I was going to die of thirst before starvation. There had been no rain for days. Word up for... That was like bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say where it rains like maybe three times yeah, a year. Exactly. When I woke up in the hospital, my wife Samantha was beside, was by my side holding my hand, her beautiful face wet with tears. Despite my own physical pain, all I wanted to do was make her stop crying. So I softly took her hand and with great effort raised it to my lips and gave it a gentle kiss. I was so worried about you. What happened to you? She begged me, green eyes bright with tears. The nurse came in and took my vitals, and then told my wife that she should lead me to sleep some more. I was glad for the rescue because I knew once I revealed what had really happened to me, my wife's heart would break permanently. Her father had always been her favorite person. <laughs> Not no more! Yeah, okay. <laughs> I met Samantha at work three years ago. She was the marketing executive where I was a software developer. We were both in our late 20s, and I knew within 10 minutes of our first conversation that I was going to marry her. That's very presumptuous, my good man. I wonder if she worked on Cyberpunk. <laughs> Sorry. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the uh, poster of the story is the software developer. Right. She was bright, funny, oh, clever, okay. and it didn't hurt that she was absolutely gorgeous with bright green eyes and long red hair. Four months into dating her, she met my family. I come from a massive family where both my parents had four siblings each and then went on to have five kids together, too. Our Sunday lunches are loud, raucous events at my folks' place with at least 20 people in attendance, but Sam was utterly charmed by my family, and my parents and siblings adored her. She fit right in like the missing piece of a jigsaw puzzle. Everything was going so well until Sam decided it was time for me to meet her only family member, her father. Cameron Joyce was a tall, burly man who dressed and looked like a lumberjack. All by didn't got it. I immediately thought of the brawny man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on paper towels. I'm on paper towels. <laughs> I mean, it's not my favorite brand of paper towels, but... My favorite meme I've seen recently where, it, where it's like, is Bald Bunny in a kaiju? <laughs> I'm like... Bald Bunny in a kaiju. Never heard that one before, but that's pretty awesome. <laughs> this is big old lumbering white dude with a fucking brown ass beard coming down to his chest. Just like, I'll fucking hack you, bastard. Where's Babe? Yeah, exactly. He lived in a neighborhood at the very edge of the suburbs, close to a big, wide forest. When he stiffly shook my hand, his blue eyes ice cold. A chill ice sort of ran cold. through me. Okay. I mean... Ice walker it is. Let's go. <laughs> the White Walkers. White Walker. I'm John Snow. John Snow. <laughs> After we walked into... I'm sorry. I vote for Brad. <laughs> I can't... <laughs> Uh, I'm for him too. Ah, uh, that show was a dumpster fire. <sighs> Not even, it was perfect. God. After we walked into the two-bedroom house behind him, the first red flag should have been that there were no photos of Sam's mother. Not one. In fact, if I truly thought about it, Sam never really spoke about her mother. I should have asked more questions about her, but I guess I always just assumed that the subject was too painful for her. She did. I mean, obviously. She got moited. It's either, yeah, cause she got moida oided. Myrtle, myrtle. She either got moida oided or eated and then moided. I mean, maybe, because I feel like most people would. People number. 
most people would want to have a photo of their dearly departed, but I mean, just saying. I'm not judging. Everyone grieves different. I guess. The first time I thought her father was trying to kill me was a fleeting thought, which happened that visit. I distinctly heard Sam tell her father over the phone multiple times that I had a nut allergy, but when we sat down to eat, I started to feel my throat swell up. Balls. Sam's father watched me cough, slowly chewing his food. <laughs> Sam's father is a serial killer, and you can't tell me otherwise. Of course, we had an EpiPen on us, but if we hadn't, I could be dead right now. And then again, I immediately thought of hereditary. Then it was the time right after our wedding when he knew I couldn't swim, but I am 90% sure he pushed me into the lake when the three of us were on the docks looking at his boat. How can you be 90% sure someone pushed you? Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. Either they pushed you or they didn't. There is no yeah. like, mm, maybe he did it. Like, yeah, no, the only alternative answer there is your call to the void situation. But in this case, it's like, if you're even 90% certain you got pushed, I mean, dude, he fucking pushed you. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to uh, our oldest kid about the call of the void <laughs> earlier and they were like oh i get like the worst and i was like if i listened to the call of the void i would have died a really long time ago <laughs> i don't know about y'all but i get really bad intrusive thoughts where it's like stick your hand in the garbage disposal awful or like drive off the road and i'm like no that, that right there i get all the time so <laughs> And I'm like, I wonder how this would feel if I just drove off this right now. I know there's like a science behind it. I don't remember it right now, but... Probably just breaking up the monotony that is everyday life. <laughs> Your brain's all, I'm bored. Let's mix it up I'm and drive off a bridge. Logically, <laughs> it's sound. <at> least. <laughs> oh, man. The third time was the charm, though. If those hikers hadn't found me, why? Okay, fool me once, shame on me. Or, uh, like... I'm just trying to understand why anyone won't shame have on a you. conversation F about it. Right? Like, why after he pushed you into the water would you not be like, Motherfucker, you pushed me. You know damn well I couldn't swim. Yeah, sorry. I would have been like, fuck this. So after that, right? After that, I would have been like, I'm not going around your fucking dad. No, like, the exactly. first time you could, even that. though, fucking, you don't know, maybe dad has some fucking memory issue and he forgot about the nut shit. But the second time, nah. I would have been like, I'm done with your dad. I'm good. So the fact that it got to a third time is beyond me. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> oh, even right here. You might be wondering why I chose to go to that cabin with a man I thought was trying to kill me. Because I didn't really think he was trying to kill me. Oh, okay. <laughs> My brain insisted that I had misread or misheard the situation. Oh, sure. And both those incidents could have been accidents. Also, Sam was keen, her father, and her husband. And I just couldn't break her heart. I'll never maybe forget... Maybe she's in on it. Fuck. Maybe. That's my thought. Because, like, how did he fucking know about the nuts and shit? Obviously, you should have been feeding him some information. Just saying. Well, I mean, just saying. an allergy is something you warn someone about. Like, if well, they're cooking, be like, right. hey, don't make shit with nuts. So that's innocent enough, but... Eh, not about that. We'll see. I'll never forget the ride to go to the cabin. My father-in-law was a man of few words, so when he decided to tell me a story, I almost sighed with relief that I didn't have to keep talking to fill the dead air between us. He kept his eyes on the road and said... This is... Oh my god. Okay. I hope you're ready for this. <laughs> I don't know if I am, because... 
I'm, I'm concerned. There was once a boy who lived a happy life with his family in the forest. It was him, his three brothers, his parents, his grandparents, his uncles and aunts, and all his cousins. He didn't know much about the world beyond his family home, but he had a thousand things to do in the woods, so he never wondered. For a time, all was well and as it should be. The boy and his family lived off the land, hunted and thrived, until one day, on his 19th birthday, the boy saw the woman in white in the gut of the trees ethereal and shimmering. She glowed like a white will-o'-the-wisp. When he asked his mother about her, she told him to stay away from the woman, that nothing good comes out of the woods on a sickle moon night. (laughs) That combines so many lores. Like, women in white are one thing, and then will-o'-the-wisps are Scottish. (laughs) But for those who don't know, seeing a woman in white is like um, a bad omen. We were close to the cabin now, and as we approached it, a strange sort of feeling was beginning to crawl up my spine, a sense of something being wrong gripping me tightly. The boy listened to his mother. Two days, he did not go looking for the woman. On the third night, he found himself outside the house, walking into the woods. He found himself. <laughs> like, hmm, how's this happening? <laughs> my legs are moving, and I'm not doing it. What the hell? As he drew closer, he saw the woman's face. Her gold hair shimmered all the way down to her knees. Ice blue eyes and a lovely face that glowed with the promise of a forever his mortal brain didn't understand. The woman offered him her hand. Entranced, he reached out and took it. He parked and turned off the engine of his car, but he still wouldn't look at me. Instead, he stared ahead into the depth of the forest as he told me this eerie tale. The minute he took that thing... I'm sorry. The minute he took that hand, the thing claimed him. They found him a year later at the top of a mountain, living in a cave, naked and insane, speaking a strange tongue in a language which had yet to be made up. What was terrifying was that both of his legs from the knees downward were gone. And yet, the wounds had been cauterized, and someone or something had clearly been feeding him. This sounds like the worst of the ba- or this sounds like the works of the Basque the Basque people. I think you're only saying that because you ate at that restaurant like yesterday. This is is exactly it. But the way they eat, this is reminiscent. You mean sheep? Sheep. (laughs) This person is sheep? Well, I mean, could be, right? Maybe they have some type of like people farm. I don't know. You are just, you're on one today. (laughs) Is this like the after effects of all the bush lights you drank? It's not bush light, it's bush, but it may as well be bush light, yes. (laughs) Bread water. Water. Uh, where was I? Do, 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 do. His parents brought him home and tried to help him recover his mind. The doctors fitted him with prosthetic legs he kept hidden away. But the boy was never really the same again. When he began to slowly speak again, he spoke of a woman with a skull instead of a face, a long skeletal crone's body, fangs instead of teeth, clumps of white hair that fell out of her head, and milk white eyes, the eyes of a corpse, and then finally the piercing scream. <sighs> He fell silent, and then, with my skin crawling, I asked him, What happened to him? My father-in-law broke out of his trance and looked at me, his expression unreadable. Let me show you how to hunt! Okay. 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 How do you... Decision-making skills, not the greatest right now, but that's okay. The trial was short. My father-in-law was caught in possession of my phone and several other items that suggested what he planned to do. His internet search history, fucking amateur, (laughs) revealed extensive ways to murder someone. Mm -hmm. When they put Cameron Joyce in prison, my wife cried herself to sleep every night for a month. 
I think she blamed me for what happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> she would never say those words. I would catch her looking out from our apartment the direction of the forest, which we could see clearly. She grew more and more forgetful, wouldn't go to work, would sleep all day. Some days she wouldn't even brush her hair. Her face grew more haggard, and sometimes I saw her naked form in bed in the moonlight, and I could swear I could see her ribs through her translucent skin. Her sadness was going to devour her, and there was nothing I could do about it. One day I came home and she wasn't there. I looked for her everywhere. I don't know how I knew it, but somehow I knew she would be at the cabin. I jumped into my car and sped there at full speed, not caring how many fines I would have to pay. I'd got there just before dark and I caught sight of her. She was naked, her back to me facing the forest. Sam! I called her name as I got out of the car. She didn't look at me, instead she stood there, her messy red hair lifted by the breeze. I called to her again, a deep sense of unease in my bones. Sam! Slowly she turned to face me. And that was when I saw her face. A skull. A distended jaw that opened much, much too wide. That was when she let out an ear-piercing scream. A sharp pain burst through my head and I immediately clapped my hands over my ears. I tried screaming my wife's name again, but all I could hear was the shriek that was starting to feel like someone was knifing my brain. My vision swam and I stumbled backwards. A dozen figures had appeared from the woods. What is thou like to live deliciously? All of them with skull-like faces, impossibly distended jaws, and the same milk-white eyes that had replaced my wife's bright green ones, and I think they were all walking toward me. I didn't even think. I got into my car and started the engine, my ears bleeding from the sound of the scream. I ran. Wait, if you're in your car, how are you running? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess you mean like the proverbial running, like, oh shit, I'm running. I guess. Two days later, I am couch surfing at a friend's after the doctors had dealt with one perforated eardrum. They told me I was lucky both my eardrums hadn't burst from the volume I was listening to music at. I had just nodded and let them get on with it. There was a ringing in my ears I couldn't quite get rid of no matter how I tried. There was no way I could explain what happened in those woods to them. I am waiting for the ringing and the headache to stop before I go looking for Sam again. This time I will take a gun. I'll find her and bring her home. I've already spoken to the police, but I know they just aren't as motivated to find her as me. My phone rings and I gingerly held it to my good ear. It's a call from the prison. I accept because who else could possibly give me answers? It happened, didn't it? My father in those gruff voice made me nearly drop the phone. I swallowed hard. Sam's gone, I said numbly. She's gone back to where she belongs, he said. You're lucky. How am I lucky? I asked, bitter anger surging through me. She was my wife and your daughter. That thing was no daughter nor a wife. It knows how to mimic a human being. Why do you think I told you that story? His voice was low and even. My jaw dropped. Was he really suggesting he was the boy from the dark fairy tale he has told? I'm sorry. If someone says, let me tell you about a boy, like 99% of the time, they're talking about themselves. This is it. You're cruel. Disowning your daughter, trying to kill me, you should listen to me, boy. Listen good. Like the impression. <laughs> you know that's how he said it. Yeah, true. He wasn't like, listen to me, boy. Mm-mm. That creature was dropped in my doorstep a few months after I came home from the forest. It was an infant then, and it butchered my parents. I found pieces of them around their cabin for years. It then proceeded to kill everyone related to me. <laughs> But it wouldn't let me die or kill me, and I couldn't figure out why until I realized it needed me the way a parasite needs its host. 
Finally, when everyone I loved was dead and buried, it needed more prey, and then it found you. It will take pieces of you, then keep you alive to take pieces of everyone you love. It will feed on your pain as you live through your own horror show. I swallowed hard. He had lost his damn mind, surely. What on earth was he trying to say? Every time I hear the word Shirley, I think of Adventure Time, when the Vampire King is like, Shirley! Shirley J. Temple! <laughs> if I were you, I would take all my belongings and leave. Leave the state. Hell, leave the country. Don't ever look back, you hear me? Ever. With a sharp click, he hung up. I wish I had listened to him. I wish I hadn't decided that I needed to rescue my wife at any cost. Huh? Instead, I am sitting here in the dark, yeah. inside the old cabin, looking outside the window. My fingers folded around the hunting rifle. A sickle moon gleams silver, the only light in the jet black night. And there inside the darkness, I think I see a figure shimmer. From a distance, she almost looks like my wife. Almost. Until her inhuman skeletal jaw distends. And she screams. The end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that is a microphone. <laughs> that is a microphone. It's a good time for her to jump in. No doubt about that. Hey guys, so we did have to stop the episode right there due to our little baby bat wanting to join in and add her own commentary. So thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you next week. Bye. That's all for this part of the journey. Our drivers will gas up the hearse, and the rest of you, well, good night, sleep tight, and remember, those aren't bed bugs biting you when a limb slides off the side of the bed. <laughs>